0: Wow! 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 What a privilege to be here with you guys tonight. Thank you so much. I just really want to thank all the leadership and everyone that has welcomed us so beautifully, and we uh, we're really very grateful. I just have a question. Because um, in this atmosphere, you could just go anywhere. Um, how wild do you really want to be tonight? How wild do you really want to be tonight? Uh, Okay. That's all I needed to hear. (laughs) I ain't scared. I came to have church. We took it to church right there at the end, yeah? Hi. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. I've been chewing on this scripture. It's a fantastic piece of scripture. I just, I love the word of God. Amen? And um, I like to dive into it. I like to dissect it. I like the, you know, the hidden man is reserved for the overcomer. How many overcomers in the house tonight? So... It says this, but you have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn. If I, I hope maybe tomorrow, if you can be at the second service, I think we're going to do a prophetic adoption service. How many of you are in for something crazy, yeah? Um, if the Lord allows, so you don't, you don't, you don't want to miss either service tomorrow. Come on. So, to the general of, us, of the firstborn, this is very strategic, because the firstborn gets the birthright. And maybe we can dive into that tomorrow. To God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. Ah. To Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. And to the blood of the sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. So powerful. What I want to focus on right now, and we'll focus deeper tomorrow on other topics here. But just turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're looking at Mount Zion. The city of the living God. (laughs) Come on. Now, come on. Do you believe it? Yeah, just do it again, say, you're looking, you're looking at Mount Zion. You know, there's also the the revelation from Paul, and he says it over and over, don't you know that you are the tabernacle of the living God, and the glory of God lives inside of you? Come on now. So just turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, you're looking at the tabernacle, the city of the living God, the holy Jerusalem. Wow. You're looking at Mount Zion, the city of the living God. Somebody say, Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Lord, Lord. So, if you're Zion, I have another scripture for you. Joel chapter 3, verse 16. It's about to get interesting. Okay, here we go. So, who's Zion? Who's Zion? All right. Joel chapter 3, verse 16. The Lord shall roar out of Zion. Who's Zion? Who's Zion? You're Zion. Come on somebody. Now no, wait 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 wait. wait, wait. Let's, let's look at this now. The Lord shall also roar out of Zion. Who's Zion? Yeah. And utter his voice from Jerusalem. And the heavens and the earth shall shake. How? Because the Lord is going to roar out of Zion. Somebody bigger than you lives inside of you. Yeah. He's just trying to get out of you. Vamos So I I have an announcement to make tonight. Welcome to the lion's den. (laughs) Welcome to the lion's den where we eat the meat and we drink the blood. Jesus said, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no part with me. That's the meal of lions. Come on. on. Lions eat the meat. They lap the blood and then they roar into the ground. It can be heard up to five to six miles. Come on, somebody. The Bible tells us that righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Mercy and truth. Go before him, and blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. You find this in Psalm 89. The word sound there actually translates a war cry. It's an actual war cry. It's a sound. Blessed are the people who know the war cry. I actually live by this. That song we just did, we wrote it. God gave it to us over 10 years ago. It's a sound. It's a roar. It's a war cry. I've been in the Amazon, and we just started singing, oh, oh, oh! demons just start coming out of people. Why? Because it's the sound of heaven, and it releases the justice of heaven. You want to shift an atmosphere? You want to shift a nation? You have to step into the sound. The war cry. I've been on the Syrian war border with the Muslim horns all over the place. They're ruling with a sound of fear. What happens when you begin to release the sound of heaven that breaks the atmosphere? <laughs> the roar, it's, it's the war cry of the lion. He's He's releasing a sound that says, this is my territory. Don't even think about coming in. Don't even think about coming up in her. This is my spot. This is where I roll, you know what I'm saying? Don't you even think about it. No. Mm-hmm. I wish I could find somebody that do it. I was just... <laughs> He says the Lord is going to roar out of Zion. And utter his voice from Jerusalem, and the heavens and the earth shall shake. And the Lord will be the hope of his people, and the strength of the children of Israel. Mm. I love that. Exodus chapter 30 verse 34 gives us the ingredients for the altar of incense. Stay with me. One of the ingredients is a conch shell. It's called onica. Everybody say Anika. Okay. Well, Annika is a shell. It's a hard shell that when it breaks open, it releases a fragrance that's pleasing to the Lord. You would think that the priest would have to take a blunt object and break the Annika, right? Like a hammer or something? No, no. Anika, when they are making this, this oil, this fragrance, the shell, they use a concussion of sound. So, so when the sound goes forth. it releases a breaking. In the shell that releases a fragrance to the Lord. When you study the word sound, literally, it's not like we're using this word to find this word. No. When you, when you study the word sound in that context, it says the roar of a lion. So when the lion roars, it breaks the atmosphere that begins to release a fragrance that's pleasing. Don't we want to see The knowledge of the glory of the Lord, Habakkuk 2.14, to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. So. uh, Job chapter 36. Behold, God is great and we do not know him, for he draws up drops of water, which distills as rain from the mist. With the clouds drop down and pour abundantly on man? I love this. Okay, who's the tabernacle? Who's Zion? Okay, can anyone, hey, understand the spreading of the clouds ha, and the thunder of his tabernacles? Who's the tabernacle? Where's the thunder? There's a noise in the tabernacle. See, because the glory wants to be in the midst of people. Hey, even when they would look at the veil, the priest in the tabernacle, the veil would inhale and exhale like a man's chest because he's burning to be released in you. Come on. There's a noise. There's a sound. There's a thunder. There's a roar in the tabernacle. He has wired you for sound. Even in the beginning, God created everything we see. He just spoke words. He, he was like a master composer and he spoke words and frequencies and sounds and colors just danced and creation. I mean, he created creation. <clears throat> and then like a painter, here's the portrait. God literally steps inside of his masterpiece. God lives outside of time and space. But he stepped in to his portrait, you know, and the angels were watching him like. And then he steps into his painting, if you will, his creation, and he takes dirt and he begins to form and fashion. Now he's a sculptor. He's the master artist. You know, <laughs> The heavenly hosts are watching and they're like, what is he? What is he doing? Wait a minute. What is? It looks just like him. You're created in the image and in the likeness of God. Just turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you look like your daddy. You look like your daddy. But then something fantastic happened. God put his mouth on man. And man became a living soul. This word soul actually translates He became a soul to speak. He became a sound. Come on, somebody. He became a voice. And God said, you name the animals. We'll get into this maybe tomorrow, but Adam, you know, first Peter chapter. First Peter chapter two says, but you are. A chosen generation, a royal priesthood, you're a king and a priest, you're a double portion generation. Adam was the first king and he was the first priest. It's a fantastic story. But from the very beginning, you were created to be a voice. You were created to be a sound. So here's what we're going to do. I want you to stand up for a minute. And uh, who's Zion? Zion. Who's the tabernacle? Where's the thunder? You can be a thunder, yeah? I bet you can. I bet y'all can be really loud. Yeah. (laughs) So, welcome to the lion's den. Where there's a sacrifice, there's fire, where there's fire, there's glory. At the point of your response, at the point of your obedience, you're giving God a place. You're giving a part of yourself. Because worship is a sacrifice. Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost was fully come. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, a sound. There's always a sound before there's a move of God. Come on. You can follow it all through the Bible. There's always a sound. It says, there was a sound like a blowing of a violent wind, which came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they saw. First there's a sound, then there's a scene. First there's a sound that brings a message, that brings a scene, that brings a revelation. Then the revelation will bring a manifestation. Come on, somebody. We need a spirit of wisdom and a revelation into the knowledge of Jesus, a tangible Reality of the character and the nature of who God is. This is what the world needs to see. A people, an authentic move of God, a tangible, not just hype. Trust me, I'm not hyping you up. I actually have seen what people tapping into their signature sound, who they are called to be, who they are wired to be. There was a sound, it brings a message. It brings an appearing, a revelation, and then it says that they saw cloven tongues of fire. Yeah, and it sat on them. <laughs> what would happen if God just sat on you tonight? Mm-hmm. I ain't not told... <laughs> for real. <laughs> There's a sound that brings. A revelation that brings a habitation. That wind and that fire possessed man that day. They became a people this world had never seen except in the likes of Jesus. We don't replace Jesus. Okay. But we are called to herald, to portray, to be the personification of heaven in the earth. Jesus, the Bible tells us, you know, in Hebrews, it says he was the representation. He was the exact representation of the father. He was the radiance of God in the earth. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And the word became flesh. There's three words for the word word. Yeah, there's grafe; It's the written word. Then there's rhema. That's when those words on the page come alive, you know? It's like when you all of a sudden understood, God loves me, yeah? And you're like, oh, my God, he loves me. You know, and you start telling all your friends, God spoke to me. And they're like, yeah, he told me he loves me. And they're like, cool, you don't understand. You don't get it. You know, it just, you're excited. It just, that rhema, it just jumps off the page and all of a sudden you're like, you get it. But then there's my favorite, my favorite word is logos. Because logos is the embodiment of the person speaking. It's the personification. Yeah. So, In the beginning was the logos, and the logos was with God, and the logos was God. Jesus was the personification of heaven and the earth. Now we are the living epistles. He's the living word. Come on, somebody. See, you're a person. When you step into the etymology of this word, it separates per and son. So per means to pass through sun comes from the word sonic meaning sound <laughs> you are an individual created in the image and likeness of God that the sound of heaven is to pass through into the earth this is how habakkuk 2:14 is going to come to fruition That the knowledge of the glory would cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. How? Because every time you become what you behold. And every time you behold him, there's a sound that comes that becomes a habitation in you. Like I just walked through stage four cancer. They looked at me and they're like, you have to cancel. The doctor cried. Cried made Gina mad. <laughs> I said, Gina, she cried as she told me that I had stage four actually at that point they didn't stay stage four yet, but they knew it. They just she goes, You have to cancel your schedule and she begins to weep. I was touched. I was telling Gina. She was so touched she was crying and she goes, She's scared for your life <laughs> I was like, Well probably that too <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I told Gina and I both, we agreed, you know. This is my upgrade. That was the first thing we said. If I die, I win. I actually f- believe that. We either believe in eternity or we don't. Just because someone dies doesn't mean they lose. Come on, somebody. Now, we believe as David, I believe to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I wanted to live. Don't get me wrong, but I was like a madman. I was like, if I die, I win. And if I don't, I get to encounter tangibly Jesus on a facet. I've never known him. I get to encounter something different, and it will become, it, that passes faith. It comes to the aspect of full knowledge. And I encountered his kindness on a level I've never known. I've, I heard someone else say that, and, and it inspired me. And the kindness of Jesus that we encountered, it's tangible now. It's like I don't have to have faith to know that he's kind. I know he's kind because I know it. It's mine. So now I can become that sound. The sound comes. It becomes a revelation that becomes a habitation And God does a corresponding work in you, and then he'll do it through you. Now, people will come to me and say, well, yeah, well, God gave you cancer so that you can go heal cancer. No, he didn't. Well, God healed you so that you can go heal people. No, he didn't. You know why he healed me? Because he loves me. Now, am I going to have authority over cancer? You better believe it. Come on. Where's it at? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) But he healed me because he loved me. Faith works by love. He absolutely loves me. It's incredible. We have moves of God named after Acts chapter 2. We have conferences named after Acts chapter 2. Yeah. We have movements named after Acts chapter 2. And rightfully so. Everything changed. That was the consummation of the church. That was the answer to John 17 when Jesus said, Father, make them one. As you and I are one, make them one in us. It was the, um, for those of you who are into theology or just uh, romantic language, that's the mystical union of the church. That's when everything became together. Here's the thing. That was the altar call. That was the open door. I kept telling you there's an open door. There's an open door tonight. Because Jesus in Acts 1-8 gave them a mission. He says, behold, I'm going to give you power. How many want power tonight? We need a church with power. We need the signs and the wonders. We need these things. I'm going to tell you it's important, but that's not what he was talking about. He said, behold, I'm going to give you power to be my witnesses into Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. But see, we have to step into the context of the scripture. We have to step into you know and walk the tracks of these guys, because when he said this, they actually knew exactly what he was talking about. Jesus and his disciples, they're rolling, and all of a sudden, Jesus looks at them, and he says, "Noah went into the belly, no Joe, sorry, Joe, Noah." My brain's not working. Went into the belly of the earth for three days. So shall the son of man. Matthew chapter 12, verse 44, as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the huge fish. So the son of man will be three days and three nights in the belly of the earth. Now, put yourself in their shoes. He, they're kind of like, what? I mean, if you were with Jesus and all of a sudden he, was, he starts saying these things. I must go and suffer many things at the hand of the Pharisees. Tear this temple down and I'll rebuild it. He started prophesying his death. These men were with Jesus. Three of them went with him to the Garden of Gethsemane, where he prayed until he bled. And he said, Father, you know, not my will, but your will. They were with him. When he was arrested, they were with him when they put the crown of thorns on his head and they were with him when they mocked him. They were with him when they plucked out his beard. They saw these things. They were there when he walked with the cross on his back and when fall down and get back up and just keep going. You know, the Bible says for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Who was the joy? Us. They were there when they nailed his hands and feet. They were there when they put him on the cross. They were there when he said, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. They were, they saw these things. And now he's looking at them and he's saying, I'm going to give you power to be my witnesses. Now, See, what we have to understand is Acts chapter 2 was the answer to this altar call. The word witness translates martyr. He said, I'm going to give you power to be my martyr. That's the exact translation, my friends. I'm going to give you power. He's saying to be my martyr. He's saying, I'm going to give you power to lay down your life like you just saw me lay down mine. No sacrifice, no fire. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable and pleasing unto God. Jesus said, you want to follow me? Take up your cross. If you want to live, you have to die. If you want to find life, you have to lose it. Come on, somebody. We get really excited about the power we get really excited about these things, but the actual invitation is he goes, come on, give everything. Come and die. Let's listen to the words of a dead man, Paul. Ah, I love Paul. Philippians chapter 1. For I know that this, verse 19, for I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer in the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ according to my earnest expectation and my hope Then in nothing I shall be ashamed but with all boldness as always so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body. I love this. These are the words of a dead man. Listen to these words. He says, But with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain, but if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. What shall I choose? I don't know. For I am in strait betwixt the two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Galatians 2:20 I have been crucified with Christ nevertheless I live but it is not I that lives it is Christ that lives in me wow these guys walked in the power they did is because they were dead men walking we were singing it um, think about david you no know, when iris and other missionary works, we work with people who buy one-way tickets into some of the darkest places of the earth because they realize they're probably not going to come back. Some, some of you in this room, I mean, I, I've, I flew to Micronesia and I was at a high-level mission school and every one of them bought one-way tickets because they're just ready to give their life. And some of you may be like really freaking out now, but don't. So pneumaticos is literally a picture. I'm going to say it again to make sure everybody's getting it. I'm giving you some information because I'm taking you somewhere. I promise if you stay with me, you'll never be the same again. I never would have dreamed I would have went this route tonight. So it's God taking you like a trumpet or a shofar, putting his mouth to you. And breathing his wind through you and you becoming a sound authentic to what you're wired to be. Yes. That's what pneumatics is. It's like my piano. Someone blessed me with that piano. Someone bought it for me. It's a very nice piano. It's wired for sound. It was formed and fashioned. But it's not until I put my fingers on it that it actually releases a sound. Right there, it's just a dead object. This is why God's like, come. I'm inviting you. Lay yourself down as a living sacrifice. And then he becomes the resurrection and the life. And you become fully possessed with the wind and the fire of heaven. And there's always a sound before a move of God. So you're a sound. You show up. And what happens? People encounter the atmosphere and character and nature of Jesus. What would that look like? What would that sound like? I asked God this. He took me to Judges chapter 6 and Judges chapter 7. The Bible tells us very specifically that Israel, the tribes, had made for themselves dens and caves, and they were hiding from the enemy. Well, there's much debate today, and we certainly would not get involved in that right now, but let's be real, the condition of the church, we need a move of God. We need people to step in to the real authenticity of Jesus, the character and the nature of Jesus. There's a sound that should be coming from your life. If you go to the tabernacle, the priest would go into the most holy place. And at the bottom of their, um, their dress, there was a golden bell. And a pomegranate, a fruit. When they would walk into the most holy place, their walk would release a sound. Their walk would release a sound from the holy place. Who's Zion? Who's the tabernacle? Are are you seeing this? Ah, I love the Bible. But they would walk in the most holy place and there would be a sound that let everybody know that they were alive. How is the world going to know we're alive when the sound of our bell, our talent, our gifts comes in contact with fruit? Not just a golden bell. Not just because you can prophesy and you can lay hands. The, the, The things of God work. How about character? How about nature? How about the nature of Jesus? How about maturity? Come on, somebody. How about patience? That was what we stood on with uh, our cancer. I told my kids, the fruit of the spirit is the highest form of warfare. So I had to go to 35 intense radiation treatments and six chemo. And I said, you know what? Fruit of the Spirit's patience. 35 radiation treatments. I got patience. Satan, you don't have patience. You can't have the fruit of the spirit. I can. Long suffering. I can outweigh you. I'm in pain now, if I were to be real. But I can outweigh him. He can't shut me down. I'm a sound. I'm a voice. I'm a king. I'm a priest. I'm a double portion son. <sighs> you can't kill a dead man. He's already dead. Come on, somebody. If we're dead to the things of this world and, you know, and there's no fear in love, we're possessed by love. Where would you go and what would you do if you had no fear? You can't. Jesus said, you can't take my life. I lay it down. I'm a dead man walking. The spirit's talking. So what would it look like? So here's Gideon. Let's step into the story. It says that he's threshing wheat in the wine press and the angel of the Lord comes to him. And and most theologians believe that quite possibly that this was a manifestation of Jesus. And here's what happens. An angel appears to Gideon. Now, an angel... The word angel is the word angelos, which actually translates a messenger, okay? So once again, we have a message, a sound. So this messenger comes to Gideon and says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Now, I love that, heard messages on it, there's books about it, and it's really cool. But it wasn't like he was just saying, cheer up, Gideon. Everything's going to be okay. That's not what that's not what was happening. The angel of the Lord said, "The Lord is with you, mighty warrior." And God told me, "Jason, look up the name Gideon. His name means mighty warrior." God sent a messenger, God sent a sound to prophesy to the DNA in his bones. And he's saying, from the very beginning, you were created to be a mighty warrior. He will send a messenger, a sound to awaken the DNA on the inside of you. The very sound, the very signature sound that God has called you to be. So he sent me here this weekend as a messenger To release a sound, to prophesy to the DNA on the inside of you and call it forth. I can prove it. God says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And all of a sudden, Gideon goes, well, then what's all this injustice? And the angel says, that's right. Go in that might. It literally says, go in that might. He was saying, that's it, baby. That's it. You got it. Come on. You got it. You got it. You're a mighty warrior. And then in Judges chapter 7, here we go. The Bible says, the hand of the Lord came upon Gideon. And he blew a trumpet.